We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Can you hear me? find a lot of a lot of her out there right all over like you didn't know oh god yeah yeah how much christine mcvee music was out there right ah part fleetwood mac whatever yeah you know like no 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 there's a lot she passed away yesterday a little surprise I don't like when musical artists pass away, but it does give you an appreciation for it. Oh, God, yes. Because when would you have pulled up the Fleetwood Mac collection, you know, right? Yeah. Then then you go back and listen to it. You're like, oh, wow. Yeah. And you listen, I think. You you listen differently. You do. Yeah, 100% listen differently. I I was listening through a a list of somebody compiled like the top 10 Christine McVie songs from Fleetwood Mac. And I'm going back and I'm kind of listening to them differently and trying to hear them in a different way. And it's, it's really weird when an artist dies and you do stuff like that. But you forget how many great, great, great albums and songs and, and you know, whatever uh, she put she put out and, and how great Fleetwood Mac truly was. And it's, it's, it's interesting, too, with uh, what's her name coming to concert with Billy Joel um, and, and Stevie and Nicks, Stevie Nicks yeah. coming to yeah. concert with uh, with Billy Joel uh, when they're going to do Brett Veachtown coming up on uh, August 18th out at uh, Arrowhead Stadium. So I, I think, you know, I think when you when somebody passes away, you do you take more of appreciation for what they are all about once they're gone instead of, you know, enjoying it in the moment. We never do that. You know, we we never enjoy the moment. And that's why, you know, with all this chief stuff that has been going on for the last couple of years, I've been like, please enjoy the moment because before you know it, boom, it's going to be gone. Patrick Mahomes is going to be a grandpa, right? I mean, it's going to be over before. 
before you know it. And we're going to go, where did all that go? And all this complaining about red zone offenses and things like that. You're going to go, why did I waste my time with that? Why, why did I just enjoy the hell out of all of this instead of wasting my time thinking about how they can score in the red zone and what they're going to do on special teams and all that kind of stuff? Because at the end of the day, it's the end result that matters, right? It's the end, of the, it's the, it's the end result of wins and championships and Super Bowls and all that fun that we've been able to experience. That's what it's all about, man. So if my, my lesson to you as we close out the show today is uh, just uh, you know, <laughs> to sum up the show today. <laughs> Yeah, to sum up the show today, (laughs) enjoy the moment. Mm -hmm. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the moment. And don't be like, you know, like we were yesterday with Christine McVie going back and listening to everything and then thinking to yourself, man, I really wish I would have enjoyed the moment more when it was going on. I feel like that's where a lot of folks are sometimes with this Chiefs team, right? But with music anyway, the moments continue. They do. They go on like you have have it forever. forever. You can have a different appreciation for, for it. You just can't tell her. A different right. reflection you know I mean? like, for it, you know, because yeah. it, it was like one of my mom and dad's bands. You yeah, know? exactly. Fleetwood Mac. Right. And yeah. It was one of those where it was forced upon you. You sure. had to listen to it. Mm-hmm. But then you go back yesterday and like, damn, that was Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, they absolutely. Did they did that McVee song. Did that? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I, that song, like that. right now, that song's been hot right now because it's a, like, what is it, a car commercial or something right, it's right one now. Of the, Ads. Yeah, and you see it during all the, all the NFL games. And so, you know, that song's kind of been out there right now. But you're right. You go back and you listen, and you're like, oh, yeah, I really have an appreciation now. And you can still appreciate it forever. It's not going anywhere. Uh, football, sports, all that kind of stuff, the winning goes away fast. And if you don't appreciate it in the moment, you're never going to enjoy, you know, what we have Are you listening right? to Jimmy or do you hear Jimmy? Do you, do you hear Jimmy? That's exactly right, yes. Come on, man. Yeah. I think Wes Snipes <laughs> said it right, actually. I hear Jimmy. <laughs> Wait, so, you, you, you so Fleetwood Mac Jimmy. was that band for you? The Beatles were that band for me that was forced upon me when I was a child. What was your band that was forced upon you as a child by your parents? That's a good one. Nine zero three five eight six seven six ten. I don't know that yeah. I had a specific band, but there was there was a lot of Beatles. Yeah. For sure. Oh God, yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody of that time frame did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, they did. So that that was. But it for now, me, what, yeah. what I would consider oldie oldies, or like those are all the songs you're like. Yeah, I used to hear that. The, I used to hear that in the car. In the car, yeah. all the time on CBS FM. One hundred one point one. Yeah, yeah that, the, was, that was a song yeah, I heard in the car. Christopher Cross guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to yeah. play that yeah. all the time. Yeah. The worst part is turning on an oldie station now. Yesterday's hits, and it's everything you grew up yeah. with, right? It's <laughs> Bell Bib DeVoe. Oh my gosh, Bon Jovi. Yeah, there was one I heard, and it was it was the the second generation of rock and roll. And I thought, oh boy, really? Oh, that's yeah, that's it. That is it right now. Yeah. And, and also Fleetwood Mac, I feel like along with Jim Croce, those were the two that were eight tracks. Like, like those were the two that everybody seemingly had on eight track back in the day, right? Like nobody had anything else much like your beta. The eight track really didn't last all that long. And there weren't a lot of albums that came out on the eight track, but I feel like I know Jim Croce a thousand percent was one of those. I feel like Fleetwood Mac was also one of those that popped up on the eight track all the time. And that, and, and there wasn't much else after that. They, they, they hit it and quit it with the eight track real fast uh, back in like the seventies and early eighties. I don't know where I was going, but yeah. uh, that's where, that's where we're at about that. Uh, big announcement coming up at nine today as well on the show. Mm-hmm. So we're not yes. summing up the show at six o'clock, right. but big announcement coming big up at announce. nine. It's going to be fun. Uh, you'll want to be a part of it. Um, we'll tell you more coming up at nine o'clock because them's the rules. Uh, it's starting to to pick up steam. Starting it it it, it, it hit full bore yesterday. I think. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it's I think it's Wednesday and bubble. I think one kind of got tripped into it. Maybe and another didn't want to be a part of it. And then Jamar Chase is all about it. Yeah. Jamar Chase is hundred percent. So in on this uh, one, Chiefs yeah. and Bengals are starting to heat up. 
Um, Jamar Chase doesn't think he can be stopped. I don't think I can be stopped, if I'm being honest. You know, I'm out there playing football, playing my game. So when I'm in a, in a rhythm, in a role, and I'm just playing, you know, the timing is there, and I'm just playing football. Okay. Mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Can't be stopped. That's right. Yes. Cannot be stopped. He cannot be stopped. And, and who's going to argue with Jamar Chase in Kansas City right now, right? Like, if, if you're a Chiefs fan or you played on the Chiefs last year, or you're on the Chiefs right now and you're watching tape, the man went for 250 yards in that first game against the Chiefs, right? I mean, and made big plays in that game and, quite frankly, was not stopped in either of those games that they played against the Cincinnati Bengals. So if you're looking at it and you're thinking to yourself, man, Jamar Chase is out there talking a lot of smack and getting this thing going. Yeah, you're right. He is. But at the end of the day, you put the comma in there and you go, he is correct about that. Because the last time we saw Jamar Chase, the last two times we saw Certainly Jamar Chase, like if you were on the sidelines, yeah, yeah. nobody was no, stopping that no, guy, right? No. Like nobody was shutting down that guy. I would love to bark back. I can't. You can't. No, no, there's no, there's no there's barking none. back. No. Hey, man, you Boy, are right. We we didn't get you. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, one of these new people does. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, the other guys could not. But, but this is why the Chiefs went out and changed their entire defensive backfield, Josh. And we'll talk to Mo Egger about it coming up in, in about 15 minutes he covers the Bengals out in Cincinnati and we'll talk about it more with him but you know the the Chiefs when they have a uh, a thing that like is very obvious that they need to go fix and change and do and why they lost the game and they do it I mean we we've seen this organization and, and I give these guys a lot of credit too inside the organization because it would be easy to sit back and oh no we'll figure things out you guys don't know what you're talking about but a Monday after the Super Bowl loss and a Monday after the championship game loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, this town was like, we need a new offensive line. We need new defensive backs. And the Chiefs immediately went out there and, and, and did that and changed and, and got new defensive backs. Same with the New England Patriots loss. After they lost to the New England Patriots in the championship game, they wiped out that entire defense, that entire defensive staff. They're not they're not sitting still. They are, they are full go every year to go out there and win a championship. And that's why when people said this is going to be kind of an off year for the Chiefs, no, it's not. As long as Patrick Mahomes is here, there's not going to be any off years. There's going to be fine-tuning. There's going to be tinkering. There's going to be going out there and making adjustments. And then there's going to be going out there and making big adjustments. Why didn't we win a Super Bowl last year? Well, we couldn't stop the Bengals. We couldn't stop Jamar Chase. Why? Because our defensive backs were old and crusty and it was time to go. What did they do? They bounced all them out of town, brought in new guys, drafted four guys. Like, they attack a problem head-on at Arrowhead Stadium. It's wonderful. So then uh, Justin Reed... Wasn't part of last year's defense, obviously. Right. He's been brought in. That's was right. asked a question about T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. And I, I I feel like kind of accidentally stepped into it. Maybe so. Yeah. Like I'm gonna politely answer the question and then But I have to say Justin Reed did go to Stanford, so there may be a little kind of, you know, ploy to all of this. I think it's a little plan too. Okay. A big time tackle like some of the missed tackles, explosive plays. Um a lot of it's going to come down to making the play on the ball, you know, and they have 88 um, Higby. No, it's not, it's not Higby. It was with the Rams. Um, what's his name? It is Higgins. It's Higgins. Higby and Higgins. Uh-huh. They're going to have him back. He's a very talented receiver, too. More of a finesse type of guy. Um, not the best blocker. Um, I'm going to lock him down, you know, <laughs> straight up. Uh, so, you know, we're going to have to come out of the game, like I said, play our best game and go out and do it. <laughs> So, this video's going around. I'm going to lock him down. I'm going to lock him down. And Jamar Chase then responds to the video. Mm-hmm. So, Justin Reed says, let's put some money on it big time. Which the NFL needs to investigate right now. If we're betting on games as players, 
isn't that what like that guy Ridley got banned for for a year, right? Kind like a thousand dollar parlay or yeah. something. They booted him to the curb for a yeah. year. Yeah. Hey, if 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 you got guys out here in Cincinnati. Roger that are trying to bet. I games. think you should be suspended for this upcoming I game. I agree. I totally um. agree. <laughs> uh, to which Justin Reed responds. Y'all welcome for the extra motivation. I'm going to see you Sunday <laughs> champ. I was like, wow. Yeah. Very good. I like that. And then they went back and forth a couple more times. And I think it's now on. Mm-hmm. So it is that's great. And so when you talk rivalry, this is how a rivalry gets started, right? This is how a rivalry gets going. Not when you beat up on an opponent for 20 plus years, like we have with the Raiders or, you know, eight years now straight with the Denver Broncos or whatever like that. When you, when you beat up on somebody, the rivalry kind of dissipates a little bit. You're still going to have the history and the pageantry of all that stuff in the past. But this is, these are the new rivalries that the chiefs have created over the last couple of years, it's Cincinnati, it's Buffalo, it's the Chargers. Those are the three teams. And it, hell, it may even be the Miami Dolphins. I mean, I know we haven't even played the Dolphins yet, but with Tyreek Hill down there in Miami, God forbid these two teams should meet up in the postseason. You don't think there's going to be some smack talking. There may be an emergency podcast by Tyreek Hill if they have to play the Kansas City Chiefs in the postseason. So I love it, man. I there may be. You already know. You know there will be. I don't want to hear that at all. Right, but it's I, queued up and ready. I, I, I I love it. I mean, might have already taped it. They'd have already taped it. Right. It it just adds to it though, guys. I really do. I think it adds to it. It adds to the fun. And I was fired up Sunday afternoon at the end of the game. I was fired up Monday morning, fired up Tuesday. I hear this on Wednesday. It's Thursday morning. We're getting closer and closer to that finish line. When we get to see the game at, you know, three o'clock on Sunday. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's roll, man. I'm ready to go. And I know now this team is clearly ready to go. And Cincinnati's going to be ready to go. I think we're going to be in for a show. I can't wait for this game on Sunday. The Bengals coming off a big win with a little momentum for the Chiefs. We'll get the lay of the land from Mo Egger of ESPN 1350 and Cincy next. Fesco in the morning brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. The voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis, joins the show every Friday at 730. Yes! On your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Check in on this week's opponent. We head to Cincinnati. Mo Egger of ESPN 1350 joining us. And Mo, I actually had the Bengals uh, back in the uh, the offseason. I felt like nobody was talking about the Bengals, even though they made it all the way to the uh, Super Bowl. And maybe nobody was talking about them at all much until this week. The offseason was weird. B- Bengals fans, I think understandably so, have a a bit of a chip on their shoulder. There's always the, you know, nobody's talking about us. Nobody's paying attention to us. In fact, we even joked in the run-up to the Super Bowl last year, like, well, what are you going to say now? Because everybody's going to be talking about you. Everybody's going to be writing about you. But I I think there was this sense that what the Bengals did last season was sort of fluky. And and let's face it, they they benefited tremendously from their ability to win close games in the postseason. They they essentially won three walk-offs. They were tremendously healthy last season, which is obviously a major factor in this league. But yeah, I, I think the fact that number one, it, it just feels like they survived that stretch without Jamar Chase. The expectation is that he's gonna play on Sunday. Number two, the offensive line is coalesced. And if you look at this team, There's not a lot of weaknesses. There's not really any one area where you're like, man, I don't like that position group. And they're still pretty healthy. There is a very sort of let's run it back feel to what the Bengals are right now. You know, they were seven and four at this stage a year ago and just getting set to to go on a little bit of a run. They made the postseason last year on the strength of their offense, but they won in the postseason on the strength of their defense and special teams. I think there's a sense that that can repeat itself, especially with the way they beat Tennessee, which was very reminiscent of how they beat Tennessee in the postseason last year. And then just like last year in the postseason, you beat Tennessee. Now you're going to play the Chiefs, which is exactly what happened. Uh, exactly what happened last January. Mo, was that a, 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 I guess, a season kind of turning win last weekend in Tennessee? I mean, you know, Alex Karras or whatever his name is, is walking off F-bombing <laughs> everybody and having a lot of fun with the crowd. Was that the proverbial switch that was flipped for this team? 
I think so. I, I, I think, I think in large part because of who they don't have, you know, they, they lost Jamar chase. They played the the Cleveland Browns on, uh, on Halloween night. I was about to say Christmas night on Halloween night. And they were scoreless for three quarters in that game. They lost by 19 points. And I think you looked at the short term without Jamar and said, boy, this can be pretty rough. They then hammered Carolina came back after the bye and beat Pittsburgh. That Tennessee game, though, was, I think, one that they looked at and said, that's going to be a tough football game where their defense is going to have to do what it did last year. And if you can get that one, all right, you're about to get Jamar back, and the schedule is going to get a little bit more difficult, a lot more difficult. But they're playing four of their last six at home. It it will have felt like they survived the early season offensive issues it will have felt like they they survived the immediate impact of losing their best DB, Chidobe Awuzie. It will have felt like they survived not having Jamar Chase. And Joe Burrow is getting better and better. Um, and so uh, now I think there's a real sense of the season begins now. They're 7-4. and four. Baltimore lost. And so the AFC North, I think, is a lot more up for grabs than I think it was, it was thought to be prior to last week. Um, but... The Kansas City Chiefs are really good. And what can't be ignored about the Bengals' recent history with Kansas City is, yes, Cincinnati won both of those games. They have yet to play a snap on offense or defense with the lead in either of those two games. That cannot continue to be the case. And so what I'm interested in more than anything on Sunday is to see if the Bengals can finally play from ahead. (laughs) It doesn't have to be the case. That's a a harder way to do it. But, boy, (laughs) sure a lot of fun when it works out. Maybe a simplistic question, but with Jamar Chase, without Jamar Chase, what's the impact of, of him coming back? Well, Chiefs fans saw what he can do, you know? I mean, that, that game in the regular season here is, and I don't say this um, with any amount of hyperbole intended, it's the best game I've ever seen a wide receiver play. It was degree of difficulty. It was the stage in the game that all his catches came. It was what Kansas City was trying to do to take him away. It's, it's, it's legitimately the best game I've ever seen a wide receiver play. So just on an individual basis, we're talking about a guy who physically just he's got every tool in the box that you would want from a wide receiver, but obviously he makes them so much more difficult to defend. And I think if there's been one thing that Bengals fans would say has been missing, it's it's downfield explosiveness and and understandably. So they've had to, I don't like the term dink and dunk, but they've had to be a little bit more conservative throwing the football. They've gotten tremendous performances from T Higgins the last couple of weeks, but suddenly he's a lot more difficult to defend if, if Jamar is on the field. And, and when, you know, for as good as Jamar chase can be running streak routes and catching deep passes and all that stuff, he really can run any route on the tree. And when he has been at his best this season, prior to the hip injury, you've seen him do a little bit of everything. He is an absolute matchup nightmare and he makes the Bengals as a whole an absolute matchup nightmare. If you look at what they can do throwing the football, uh, the trio of wide receivers, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd, you guys know. Uh, there might be some as good. I'm not sure there's any who's better. Uh, they've got a, a more athletic tight end than they had last year in Hayden Hurst, and they they have a a, a decent running game. But th- with when they're fully loaded and fully operational, they're really difficult to defend. And again, the, the major difference between what fans in Kansas city might've seen from the Bengals last year. And this year is last year, they won in spite of their offensive line. If this team goes far this year, they're going to win at least in part because of their offensive line. We're talking with Mo Egger out in Cincinnati. And, and you mentioned the the game that chase had being the best you'd ever seen from a wide receiver. You said no hyperbole. 
hyperbole. And, and I'll agree with you. There's no hyperbole there at all because after those two games against the Bengals, Brett Veach and the Chiefs went, okay, we got to change all our defensive backs. And they basically drafted 15 <laughs> defensive backs and went out and got Justin Reed and got rid of Tyron Matthew, got rid of Dan Sorensen. I mean, it is a completely different defensive backfield from what Cincinnati saw just back in January. So it's not hyperbole. I mean, they legitimately forced the Chiefs to have to upgrade an entire position group, much like Tampa did with the offensive line after that Super Bowl game. Yeah, I, you know, I I said that on the air the Monday after that game, uh, that that was the best game I'd ever seen a wide receiver play. And I, I'm, I'm old enough to have watched Jerry Rice against the Bengals in Super Bowl 23. So uh, I, I know in this regard of, of what I speak, it, it wasn't just that he caught a lot of passes. It wasn't just that he, he put up a lot of yardage. Nearly every ball thrown his way came at a stage in the game where it felt like it was about to get away from them, right? I mean, he makes the play when they're down 14 nothing. when it felt like, holy crap, the Chiefs are about to blow him out of the stadium. He makes the play on the right sideline when it's like third and, you can refresh my memory, maybe like third and 25, third and 27, third and 27 something like that. It, it was degree of difficulty. It was timing. It was situation. It's, it's the best game I've seen a wide out play. Obviously, though, it's it's interesting because there's what they did against Kansas City in the first game. But the second time they played, you know, it was Samaj P. Ryan making a play and B.J. Hill turning in a play on on defense and uh, Joe Burrow having to get by despite his offensive line not being all that good. They were sort of different types of games. But, yes, I think if you're a defensive coordinator and we'll see what sort of workload Jamar has, given the fact that he hasn't played since mid-October. To me, if you sit down on Monday going, how are we going to stop the Cincinnati Bengals? How are we going to slow them down? The first guy you look at is Jamar Chase, and I'm sure that was the case last year, and Kansas City was helpless against it. We'll see how a different group of uh, of DBs does against him and, and what those wideouts can do. Mo, you mentioned the offensive line a couple of times. That looked like the biggest need in the, in the offseason. Still 35 sacks allowed. Is that, is that too many? Is Joe Burrow getting hit too much? Early in the season, yeah. I mean, you know, look, they their offseason approach was uh, we're going to basically take the entire summer off despite having four new offensive linemen, and we'll just let these guys figure it out once the season gets underway. And, man, the first three or four weeks of the season – the offensive line looked like five guys who just met each other before the game in large part because they were never on the field together. Now, some of that was Lyle Collins, who they got from Dallas had a bit of a back issue. Uh, Alex Kappa had a little bit of a core problem and Joe Burrow had an appendectomy on the second day of training camp. So the quarterback and his offensive linemen were never on the field together. They never played in the preseason together. And once the season began, it looked like, and I think the good news is this, all five starting offensive linemen have started every single game. I think that's allowed them to really, really come together well. They've developed good chemistry. Is it a great pass protection offensive line? Probably not great. Is it good enough for this offense? I think so. Um, I think what they're doing more than anything, though, is, yeah, there's clean pockets for Joe Burrow. Joe is never going to remind anybody of Lamar Jackson, but he's a guy that if you can give him a chance to create a little space or a little time to throw, uh, he's going to do some pretty good things. And I think this offensive line has been good enough for him to be able to do that. I do think to a degree they've been a bit of a disappointment from a run blocking perspective because the players they brought to Cincinnati historically have been better run blockers than pass blockers. 
Mo, is the it is the hatred developing in Cincinnati for the Kansas City Chiefs? Because I know here, including myself, like I hate the Bengals right now. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Well, no, because the Bengals have won both games. Right, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I, mean, I think that's why I hate the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Uh, trust me, if this starts to go the other I, I think I think there's this. I think, first of all, there's an appreciation for the fact the Bengals are playing in these types of games, which frankly is not the norm here right I, I also think it's it's fun to think about burrow and mahomes and allen and maybe herbert and lamar playing in the same conference and playing in games like this on a regular basis you know we've 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 talked you know brady versus manning uh one didn't win every time but they were always on tv they were always playing in the regular season they were obviously always meeting in the postseason and if that's the case you're not going to win all of them but you want to be in those uh, those types of games I will say this. There's there's two things about the Chiefs that we always talk about. One is Travis Kelsey, uh, who's going to Canton. And I certainly thought Travis Kelsey, having watched every moment of his college career, was going to be a, a good NFL player. I I did not know that I'd be making plans to go watch him make an induction speech in Canton one day. The other thing is this. I think with a a hint of jealousy, there's, you know what, Patrick Mahomes, they talk about what a magician he is and the sidearm passes. And he's like the, the, the more controlled, more athletic version of Brett Favre. And with Joe Burrow, all they want to talk about are his clothes. And, and we've, we've, we've sort of talked about like, this is the year that hopefully they talk about how good Joe is at throwing footballs and less about savvy and leadership and swagger and his sunglasses and his fur coats. And, and to me, I look at it and go, you know, maybe Joe from a, an arm talent standpoint from a physicality standpoint isn't in Patrick Mahomes league, but he's still pretty damn good and he's beaten them twice. And yet I think you'll find Bengals fans who are like, yeah, they salivate over Lamar over, uh, over Patrick Mahomes with Joe Burrow. All they want to talk about are his clothes. There's two things about that. Number one, if Joe keeps beating them, they'll talk more about his passing Two, If he starts dressing like me, they'll certainly stop talking about how he dresses. Mo Edgar of ESPN 1350 in Cincinnati. Also the cigars come. come the out. cigars are big. Yeah. He's got, he's got a look about him. He does. He's got and the it, Joe cool it, look. It, it, it probably does take away from the football sometimes. Yeah, sometimes right? it does, right? but sometimes you do that kind of stuff yeah. to, to kind of overcompensate that you're not that good on the football field. But you know what? Joe Burrow is still a pretty damn good quarterback. I uh, I don't want him to be recognized more for being a quarterback. I want the scoreboard to get closer. Right. You don't want him uh, getting out there to a big, big lead. Uh, thanks to Mo in Cincy for uh, chatting with us. The red zone, the red zone. Uh, but maybe we were lamenting the wrong red zone. Next. Fesco in the morning brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Don't forget to catch Patrick Mahomes on the drive every Monday at 2.15 with CDOT on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter and medela is your reward medela the mark of a fighter drink responsibly beer imported by crown import chicago illinois now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Falling a little bit on on Sunday, Bob, when the Chiefs only went one for six in the red zone. Right, I know. And all kinds of questions ensued. People were very concerned, I think. About, you know, how this is going to get them. And there's a blueprint. Mm -hmm. And what are you going to do about it? And I was trying to pump the brakes a little bit. And, like, they were third in the NFL and red zone touchdown percentage heading into mm-hmm. last Sunday. They dropped to, they did drop to six, but they still have the most red zone touchdowns in the league. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just okay. want to let you know okay. that they still have See, the most helpful. red zone touchdowns in so, the league. Yeah. Which by the way, was, Detroit has the second most red zone touchdowns in the league. So I don't know what that says. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> those are a little bit weird. <laughs> like, I'm going to get you one on the defensive side. that won't make any sense either. Okay. Uh, but because people are talking of, about this red, a lot zone. of freaking out as if the, uh, the red zone was their biggest, uh, detriment to to success. I'm right. Like, no, they had a they had a one game blip against a really good defense, and they still won by two touchdowns. And I would contend that the very last one, they were running out the clock. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, could they have tried a little bit harder to score? Probably. Yeah, they probably would have run some different plays if there wasn't you know two minutes to go in the game. Right. And they're salting away a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't really fearful of you know the. The, the fallout from this, but it was a question of the week, right? Absolutely. It really was. And, and I don't know if it's a question of the week of, of the, the folks on Twitter or, you know, bloggers or whatnot, or if like do fans care about this stuff. Sometimes I wonder in our business, Josh, and what we do, like, do the fans really care all this much about like what people say is a big story, like this red zone thing. I, I didn't think this red zone thing was a big story. You're not going to be perfect in every game at every area. Like we, we have got this bar, I think set for the chiefs that if they're not, Five for five in the red zone. Patrick Mahomes isn't 22 or 25 with three touchdowns. And, you know, Isaiah Pacheco doesn't run for 100 yards. And we don't have Travis Kelsey get into the end zone twice and have 100 yards receiving. Something's wrong. And I I just think at times, like we started the show talking about Christine McVie passing away and appreciating her music in the moment. I think at times we just don't appreciate what we have going on right now. And we're so worried about perfecting everything instead of just enjoying uh, a more than two touchdown win over the defending Super Bowl champs on Sunday. And so I saw some people on, on social media complaining about the red zone stuff. I'm like, is it social media or is it, or is it really like when you leave Arrowhead stadium on Sunday as, as, and you're walking out, out the door and you're getting in your car and you're, you're sitting in traffic. Are you thinking about the red zone miscues that they had? Are you, are you, are you really going through that stuff? Or when you turn the TV off and the game's over, as a fan, are you sitting there going, man, let me tell you about the Reds. Or you go, man, they won, a, they won a good game today, and I'm excited for Cincinnati next week because I've evolved, I think, as a sports fan and as a sports talk radio host anyway to a point where, hey, I'm having fun watching this team. I'm enjoying watching this team. They're winning basically every single Sunday. For the first time in our lifetimes, we have playoff expectations every year and Super Bowl expectations every year going into the season. Like, I'm loving where we are right now 
as a football team. And then I see people on the internet and sometimes it is, it's sometimes it's the basement dwellers and, you know, people looking to make content or whatever. And, and it becomes to the point of like, we're, you're overanalyzing this. Like sometimes people lose the joy in sports. And I think the older that I've, I've gotten, I've embraced the joy more instead of worrying about the minutia of the day to day type of stuff. But this red zone thing really got to me a little bit yesterday because the chiefs are really freaking good in the red zone. And they had a bad day, if you will, against a really good red zone defense right now, the chiefs do lead the league with 32 red zone touchdowns. Right. And, and we talked about the Detroit lions being second in the red zone with whatever that again, bizarre stat, they lead the league with 32 red zone touchdowns. And in that game where everybody's complaining about the red zone failing, 11 of those 32 touchdowns didn't play. I'm ready to hit you with something that you probably didn't know. 34% of the red zone touchdowns have come from McCole Hardman and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And neither of those guys played on Sunday. So folks are talking about the red zone being down when 34% of the red zone touchdowns this season didn't play due to injury. Hardman has four receiving and one rushing red zone touchdown. Clyde Edwards-Alaire has three rushing and three receiving red zone Can't touchdowns. Can't say I really knew that. I didn't know that either, right? So I, I like let's just, I did some research on this to try to figure out what it's all about. So I don't think the Chiefs at all, like people are going, oh, they were exposed in the red zone. Were they exposed or were their two best red zone weapons hurt and not available? And to me, they were hurt and not available. And so I can't sit here and say they were exposed. They didn't get the job done. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. When 34% of the scoring that they have inside the 20 was on the bench. And oh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes leads the NFL in attempts, completions, and touchdowns in the red zone. He has 23 red zone touchdowns this year. Number two on that list, Aaron Rodgers, he has 16. Patrick Mahomes is blowing out the next closest quarterback in the league when it comes to red zone touchdowns. So for people talking about, oh my God, the red zone, the red zone. It's a blip on the radar screen for a team that's been absolutely wonderful in the red zone. In fact, I found an article from October of this year. Now, it's dated now because it's two months ago, roughly, but it was from Sports Illustrated, and the headline was, Chiefs historically great in red zone to start season. And I'm like, and people are complaining about the red zone? Are people complaining about the red zone? Or is it just people who have too much time on their hands that are, like, looking for reasons to complain about this football team? I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I think it... You know, we try to find something now, even in a win, mm-hmm. when you're not blowing somebody out. But although they won by 16. They won by that, 16. That, that That's but, a blowout. Uh, yeah, you're looking for the yeah buts. Yeah, but, much. Why, but I don't though? know. I don't why? know. I don't know where it comes from. And then everybody jumps on it. Is yeah, the thing. Like, yeah. And everybody like, just chases it like, oh, my tons God. Tons of questions to Andy Reid about it this week. I'm like, I, like I, a dog chasing a light on the ceiling. I, I didn't you know? find it to be to be uh, that bad. I don't either, but, but you're, you're right. Like we, we, we glam onto something. We always have to have now, the, I have, but just I have enjoy often the ride, accused man. them of being cute in the red zone. No question. Now that and I can get on board. With, not right? as, you know, as much as I'd love them to line up in the eye formation and just ram it in. Yeah. When was the last time they did that? Not a lot. No. And it, it sometimes it looks difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they go to a lot of creativity to get there, but you know what? Most of it works. It does. That's yeah. the thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, would I prefer that it looked a little simpler? Yeah. I would love for them to just line up and go. 
doesn't look like they're always equipped to do that, and they come up with creative ways to get there, but more often than not, it works. But again, so. their two biggest red zone weapons are injured, not playing, and so maybe they thought they had to come up with some creative ways to do things. You know, Isaiah Pacheco, as hard as he runs, he's still a young guy. He's still a rookie, right? He's still, he doesn't know exactly how to get into the end zone all the time. Maybe, maybe there are nuances. I don't know. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire has a nose for the end zone. Inside the 20, McCall Hardman has a nose for the end zone inside the 20-yard line. And when those guys are back and when they're healthy, they're going to be fine inside the red zone. Don't sweat this stuff. It's the holidays. Okay, little uh, little did you know, we've been lamenting the offensive red zone this week. Yeah. Did you know that the Chiefs are a dead last in defensive red zone? I did not know that. No, <laughs> I did not know that. Say what? Dead last in the NFL mm. in red zone touchdown percentage. Oh. They are 32nd in the NFL. All right. How many opportunities have teams had now, down there? They're bottom 10 in points in the red zone. They've given up a lot of points. Okay. While being in the top 10 of fewest plays in the red zone. Mm-hmm. In other words, while the red zone plays uh, allowed are, are acceptable or respectable, I should say. Yeah. They've given up too many points. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. When teams get to the red zone, they've ha- they're having too much success once they right. get there. But they're not getting there. The Chiefs a lot. aren't getting allowing them to get there well above the the league average and allowing them to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once they get there, they're pretty successful. That needs to be better. Yeah, There's like no no doubt in my mind that has to be better. Stop people from scoring. I don't even care what you do twenty to twenty for the most part. Sure, as long as you buckle down, in the, I can live with that. Give me all those other numbers about yards and yards per play and blah, blah, blah. Give me how many points you're scoring. That's usually right, points. usually, usually is the one that I'll go, okay, why don't you do really well there and, and we'll talk. They're, they're only 16th right now in points per game. That could be better too. Sure. They don't take away the football a lot. I think that could be that could be somewhere back. Got a couple takeaways last week. I'd love to see them turn people over a little bit mm-hmm. more. And then improve the red zone. They're doing a lot of things well. They're sacking people. Yep. I think that they have uh, looked apart. Uh, in a number of ways. Because you say all this, and I'm still going, I still think they're a great defense. I, I do. You know? <laughs> I believe in this defense. More people are lamenting the lack of offensive red zone with this offense right. and not going, well, they're 32nd in the league and giving up touchdowns in the red zone. Now, much like your Detroit stat yeah. on offense, you know who is number one in red zone defense in the NFL? Who? Don't say Denver. The Denver Broncos. Oh, are you really? The Denver Broncos are number You're one. Like, yeah, wow. That's, that's crazy. That's, they've given up the fewest touchdowns in the red zone. They've also scored season. the fewest touchdowns in the in the yeah. red zone this yeah. year. Nine. They've yeah. got nine red zone touchdowns this year. Like so. just, well, again, one of those weird things. Like, I don't know what that means that they're number one either. Right. But I would like to see the Chiefs be better uh, defensively. In the red. Don't give up as many points. Uh, when teams enter the red zone. And, and you say that all about the defense. Let's look at the last four games that the Chiefs have played. They gave up 17 to the Titans. They gave up 17 to the Jags. They gave up 27 to the Chargers. That's a good offense, 27 points. There. And then they gave up 10 to the Rams. Or 16 to the Rams. 10 or 16 to the Rams, right? You're going to win a lot of games doing that. If you're keeping your opponent under 20 points in this league, you're going to have an opportunity to win. The first game they gave up Especially 21. Especially with this offense. Yeah. The first game, they gave up 21. Second game, they gave up 24. Third game, they gave up 20. Uh, fourth game of the year, 31. That's kind of the blip on the screen for the Chiefs when it comes to a defensive effort. This they, They've given up 30 points, if I'm not mistaken, Josh, one time this season. One time this season, they've given up 30 or more points, and that was to Tampa Bay, and they still won the game 41-31 going, away. 31, yeah, going yeah. away in that one. So when it comes to all these numbers and things that people lament on a Tuesday and a Wednesday around the NFL, I'm like, 
Why can't you just enjoy what's going on here? Look at the final scores of the game and realize, man, we clean up a couple of things. It's going to be okay. Get some more turnovers. I'm cool with that. You want to say, hey, do better. Get some more turnovers. I'm on board with that. But to talk about the offense not getting the job done in the red zone after one game where they won by 16 points and it was never a close contest and having your two best red zone weapons out of there, I I think you're really grasping for straws at this point in time. Have you ever really had a reason to go to Cincinnati? Who? We'll discuss next. You're listening to Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Hey, this is Brett Veach. Please stop playing Brett Veach Town. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Chiefs and Bengals coming up on Sunday, 3-25 on 106.5 The Wolf. Free and coverage begins at noon, both on The Wolf and here on 610 Sports Radio. Full post-game coverage after the game, including with Bink, following Chiefs and Bengals on uh, Sunday. I'll join Mitch Holtis and Danny Hughes on the call from Cincinnati. Um, speaking of Cincinnati, we were chatting with someone the other day, and Looked and said, I don't think I'll ever go to Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I have any reason to ever go to Cincinnati. Right. I thought, huh. Interesting. I guess it's not necessarily just some people may say that about Kansas City, too. Sure. I'm in Kansas City. Like, hey, I don't really think I'd have any reason to go there unless it might be a game. Mm-hmm. That is one of those kind of off the beaten path. You have to like have a purpose to go there places, it feels like. Yeah, I, I've said for a while now that like Cincinnati is one of the cities in the United States that I've never been to. I've never been to Cincinnati before. And you said to me, you probably will never go. I go, no, I will because we do our baseball trip every year. And each year is a new city and a new stadium and someplace that we haven't been. Right. We're doing the 30 parks in 30 years. So I will. And Cincinnati, we were supposed to go to Cincinnati, but the 2020 happened and that got canceled. So I still haven't been to Cincinnati and other than doing our baseball trip, I I really have no particular reason to go to Cincinnati. Now I know obviously you have been to Cincinnati last year on the sidelines for the chiefs in that game, and you'll be there on Sunday, but it kind of got us thinking a little bit like what, what's one of those cities that has professional sports that you really just don't see yourself going in the continental U S in the continental no, United no States. Right? Canada, yeah. We're not counting Canada places like, or, or, or England or, you know, wherever, but in the United States, like which, which city that has professional sports, do you like never see yourself like you'll just to. never yeah. end up going to. Like for me, it's it's Charlotte. Charlotte's a good one. Like yeah. I will never go there. And we were having a discussion in the office. Well, and Specs like, yeah, you'll go to Charlotte. I go, why would I? I'm 51 now. I haven't been to Charlotte yet. What would make you think I'd right, go to right. Charlotte ever? <laughs> why are you gonna but go like, there? Yeah. And it was always uh well, it always looked fun to go to like Charlotte or Greensboro for the ACC store. I have never done that. Never done that. No, I've never done that. I mean, Greensboro never, would be fun. Charlotte would not be because Greensboro is kind of where that I thing was born. If, you know? if I wasn't working, I wouldn't be like, oh, Chiefs are playing at the Panthers. Right. Let's go. Road trip. Road trip. Panthers. I want right? to go see some Bobcat. No. Mm-hmm. Are they right. Hornets now. You know, Bobcat. No, they're, they're the, yeah, they're the they're Hornets. Again. The Hornets. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would just like Charlotte's one. I'm like, I will never, I will just never end up there. Right. Charlotte is one of those cities for me. And I never end up at the airport accidentally there. And where 
Charlotte. Yes, you will, because it's a big hub. You'll connect through Charlotte. No, I'll never do that. You won't do that. I will never do that. You'll never Why connect would I ever through do Charlotte. That? I have I not, I've never taken a flight that's landed me in Charlotte. Ever? Never. Wow. Never. So you've never like even been to the airport in Charlotte? No. Wow. Okay. See, I've airported in Charlotte you know, because it was a you, connector I was even thinking that. I'm like, yeah. I just don't think I'll ever be to Charlotte. Sacramento is probably another one. Charlotte, then the Chiefs play next year on the schedule. In yeah. Charlotte. Then, then, I'm saying, aside from that, yeah. I will. It, it just won't be a place. I probably it's probably lovely. Right. I don't know. There's probably people like of, Charlotte. Probably yeah. plenty of things to do there. But mm-hmm. uh, Sacramento's another one. I'll 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 just never probably stumble upon Sacramento. I I drove through Sacramento one time. I was on a road trip with my wife, and we were we were driving towards San Francisco. Ended up in Sacramento. Didn't stop or anything in Sacramento. It's probably the last time I'll be in Sacramento. <laughs> I, I mean, I've never done anything in Sacramento, I, and I hate to say this is the one for me because I don't want this to be the one for me. But I think it's going to end up being Buffalo, New York. I, I don't know as much as I would like to go to a Bills game up there in September. And, and, in September, yes, yeah. definitely I'd, September. I'd, I'd rather do preseason in August just to make sure because you know with right. the lake effect and <laughs> all that fine. kind of stuff. Like I would love to see a game up there because I think it's you know very representative of us. You know we're the same type of blue collar. Let's let's kick your ass, have fun, tailgate, get hammered, eat wings, let's go type of thing. But I I as much as I've been talking about it, like a buddy of mine and I have talked for about twenty years now about going to a Bills game. We haven't gone yet. Right. I mean, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> you may think, oh, yeah. But you, we haven't never, gone. If you haven't gotten there now, it's like, I don't know. And then I uh, I, I don't, since I don't cover college basketball like I did, right. I d- would stumble upon some places I never would go. Sure. But now I'm like, I don't think I'm, yeah, I don't think there's a bunch of these places I will never end up at. Yeah. Somebody texted in Salt Lake City. Yeah, that's my um, number one. Is I, it? See, I would I, go there because I hear it's beautiful. And oh, I've been I there because be the NCAA tournament, and yeah. it is. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah, hard, hard to get a beer. Right. But very no uh, desire. Very beautiful. I've done Southern but Utah. I, I could see how you could say, yeah, I'll never just end up at it. And I'm an there. NBA fan. I love going, you know, been to Memphis, been to OKC, been to uh, quite a few, uh, been down to Dallas. Uh, Salt Lake City had no desire whatsoever. No, no, Keep no me chance away from again Utah. out there. Dallas but they do have one. direct flights from here, though, so you do have that going for you. Dallas is one I don't care if I'd ever go there. Uh, I don't care if I ever go to Dallas. Dallas again. does yeah, Dallas, zero for me. What, I don't know why. What, the, like, what does Dallas have? Uh, like, what, what's the culture? What's the heritage? What's the what's the draw for Dallas? Like, there's nothing historical there other than the JFK stuff. It's not pretty at there's all. There's no, like... It's not, it's not, no, it's not, there's nothing really that's, you know, I mean, whatever you do Dallas if you want, but yeah, I'm with you. If if I never, and I will, because my wife has got her best friend down there and things like that, I'll I'll end up back in Dallas at some point. But I look at Dallas as like, if I never go to Dallas, Texas again, I'm fine. I'm good with that. Same with Houston. I mean, I I look at Houston from a sports perspective and I'm like, if I never step foot in that town again, I'm good too. I don't need to go, go down there. We had a nice, we had a nice uh, several days in Houston. We Intended to go to the to the Gulf, uh-huh. and the weather got crappy, and so we came back and went and and spent you know rearranged our trip and spent like three or four days in Houston and had right. a good time with the family. I, was, I, I, I looked nice. at things to do in Houston when we went for a baseball trip a couple of years ago. And the number one thing to do after the NASA stuff was the funeral museum. This is what you're offering. This is, this is, well, this is kind of fun. Ah, that when you're a couple of guys that are just like, eh, screw that. I'm going well, to go cocktails in. I say, go, what is the funeral museum? <laughs> I, think, I, think there was, I think there was an admission fee, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. $10. No, we're not uh, going to do that. $10. You know, another half beer at the ball game. Not doing that. So, so yeah, uh, right. Areas that have a professional franchise right. that you probably will never ever ever end go up in. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. From the nine one three Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> didn't quite fit the criteria we'd asked, and I, I did say that. Wasn't earlier, right I there. Uh, Portland. Somebody says probably would never go to Portland. See, I disagree with that. We're, we're, that's going to be our summer trip this year. My wife's got a good friend out there. We're going to go visit. We've them been in talking the about Portland for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been. I've been to there. Portland. Yeah. I, I think it's a pretty cool town. I was there in 2000, 22 years ago, so I know what I'm talking about now. Um, I, I'm excited to go this summer. We're also going to do Seattle a little bit this summer as well, too. So you knock those two West Coast cities out. But I, I everybody loves Portland. They got a rose garden or something there. Hmm. Yeah. No. Someone says Jacksonville. Yeah, That's I've been another to Jacksonville. I'm probably, in the, I'm probably in the camp unless there's a yeah, game I there. there. I went to the Super Bowl there. I don't years think there's much ago. reason to, to go there. Yeah. Huh. Mm. Work that Super Bowl. Yeah. That was that was again. Uh, these are things people probably say about Kansas City that I've never been to Kansas City too. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I'm I'm fully acknowledging that portion right. of it. From the eight one six, this is riveting. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland. Yeah, that from Zach. Yeah, oh. New Orleans. Somebody says from the five six three. Now, if you've never been to New Orleans, don't go to New Orleans when there's an event going on. Go after the events take place and everybody is gone and really truly experience New Orleans. We had a great time down there in April. It was the week after the Final Four, so it was kind of dead. And it was outstanding. You and I have been down to New Orleans for the Final Four and the Super Bowl and all that. It's overwhelming at times down there in New Orleans. Not a fan, but my wife wants to go there. So we're yeah. going to go back there. You're going to go back. Of course. And I want to try it. Uh, yeah. Like we did it. Do it like we did it, Josh. Yeah. You will like it. Yeah. I promise yeah. you. I just you felt will like it was it, yeah. dirty and depressing. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, there's no question about it. But it was wh- really depressing. When yeah. We were, when, I mean, we were stepping yeah. over the drunks and the puke and the poop when we were going to but, the But I mean, the they were also like. Yeah. They were like, thank you for coming. Yeah. Here. I mean, it was like, because you know. I I was 100% like you, what you just said yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And my wife's been like, New Orleans, New Orleans. I, like, oh, I have no interest. <laughs> know, let's go. And I'm then like, something gonna, happened. We had to like, change yeah, plans. And we went there. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, like, I'd be willing to go back now as long as like it's not Mardi Gras, Super Bowl, Final Four, whatever else festivals are going on. Mm. If you can find a week where there's nothing going on in New Orleans, go. Someone wants to know do we count Oakland on this list or not since they're about to lose their last franchise? Well, and, wow. And, and that's, that's the thing we're debating with our baseball trip right now because we're trying to prolong this thing as much as possible we're 19 years now of this thing or 20 years and so we're like well we got to go to oakland because that gives us one more stadium <laughs> to go to to keep the thing going once they move to las vegas yeah, you'll so, do nothing else in oakland no you'll stay no. in san you'll francisco go, you'll go to the yeah. ballpark and then leave right, right? exactly yeah. Yeah. a lot of people say in oklahoma city too on the list because Obviously, it's close to us. It's a quick drive. Billy lives down there. I, I, I've been to Oklahoma City. The, the Oklahoma City Bombing Museum is the single greatest museum that I've ever experienced before. It is one of the most unbelievable museums from the way the museum starts, and it gets you in the mindset. It's wonderful. From the 785. I don't think I'll ever go to Raytown. Oh, that's that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, Well done. Well, (laughs) depending on which way you leave the stadium, you've been to Raytown. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what I'm saying. They'll never go. (laughs) Name a a city where there's a professional team. Raytown. Raytown. He's not going. going. Uh, That's 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 funny. Yeah. Uh, Nine one three five eight six. Raytown. Seven. Six ten on yep. the uh, the text line today. Someone says St. Louis. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. There's no reason to go there. I'm probably never going back. Yeah, I, I I mean I'll end up back there at some point, some way, somehow. I'm, I'm sure done. driving through, but I'm stopping there. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much done yeah. with St. Louis. I think forever, forever and ever and ever. Uh, you can continue to weigh in on the uh, the text line throughout the morning. Just got thinking someone's like a lot I, of Cleveland's coming in. They weren't they weren't going to go to Cincinnati. North I don't, Dakota coming in from the nine one three. I gotta admit I don't 
know much about Cincinnati. Last time, the only time I was there was last year, and they were closed. Yeah, there wasn't there nothing than, going on. Yeah. A damn thing open. Well, you were you were. It was a storm in New Year's, so there wasn't a right. lot going on. There just yeah. wasn't anything open. It was like, can we get something to eat? Right. So, we found some little dive that had great chicken wings and we're going back oh very good so you've <laughs> nice. already planned where you're going oh, yeah, yeah. oh the meals take care of themselves yeah, on yeah, these trips yeah, i see I from guess. the uh, from the 913 will bob go to lewisburg again for cider god well, i hope not you, you to see that professional franchise you should i hope i never go back to lewisburg again that was not those were not good times like in your it's a rant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah also, yeah. they don't have a professional franchise. No, there, so. they don't. No. Professional uh, franchise. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.